0: Welcome to the Self-Confidence Podcast. I have Meg on the line with me today. Meg, how's it going?
1: Hey, how are you? It's going great. <laughs> uh
0: I'm I'm doing well and I'm I'm really excited because you and I were going to record on one particular topic. And then we started talking a little bit, and you were were talking about getting out of your comfort zone and kind of what a process that has been for you. And just based on on the brief exchange we had there and some of the things that you said, I'm like, you know what, we need to have a conversation about this. So um, if you guys, while you're listening, if you're not following Megan already, go ahead and uh, follow her on Instagram. I've got your profile linked up in the show notes. Uh, But yeah, let's talk about this. Getting out of your, your comfort zone, what are some thoughts and feelings that come to mind when you think about that?
1: Oh man, nothing like putting me on the spot uh considering that that's um how, how we're how we're here today, right? Yeah. exactly. Um, I think um the biggest thought that I have right now is taking action um because that is the only way and reason that I'm sitting here right now is just saying five, four, three, two, one, you gotta do it.
0: Well, and and it's and it's it's interesting because I feel like every time we try something new, there's a little bit of doubt. And if that little bit of, if if we give that doubt time, it just starts to kind of fester and grow. Is that pretty much what you've experienced?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things that I do, which is an active choice, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it's easy to make that choice, and sometimes it's not, is actually speaking out loud different than what I'm thinking, if that makes sense at all, like in my head, right? Just in prepping for for today, this is the first podcast I've ever been on, right? Getting my head like, oh my gosh, my, I can't communicate clearly. They're not going to understand my points. I'm going to be jumbled all over. And so that's what I tell myself in my head. And so one of the tools that I use in many areas of my life and that I had to use today, is speaking the opposite of that opposite of that over my life and over my thoughts of really and truly out loud in the mirror
0: well and so and this is when we're talking about this like you've got in your head it's very clear um but there's just like i feel like cuz i've had instances like this too like where i'm i'm speaking in front of a group and the problem, the problem i've had is you start talking you feel like you're in a groove, things are going, and then all of a sudden, like it hits you, like "oh crap, these people are watching me," and then it's like, <laughs> "what was I supposed to say?" And then all of a sudden, you're kind of like, "I, I, I, I don't, I don't know." Now, the interesting thing is, is for anybody watching, because I've had people tell me after that they've they've spoke and I've watched them that you know they completely froze, and you don't you don't notice, but if you're the person with the eyes on you, it it does definitely work on, like it, it just, it works on your nerves and it, it causes you to freeze. It's, it's terrifying.
1: Freeze or shake or, you know, almost crap your pants, all of <laughs> the above, you know, any of the above really could happen. <laughs> um, so no, I definitely agree. I think, um, and not only just in public speaking, right. I think it's anytime we're doing something outside of our comfort zone, the same feelings arise.
0: <laughs> so. A couple of things I, 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 want to, um, I want to tackle on this. One, defining what your specific comfort zone is. Because I think we all say this, but it's like, okay, where is it that I feel super comfortable that if I stay within this little bubble, nobody's going to judge me, I, I know exactly what to do. So that's going to be the first thing. The other thing is I want to talk about where you've actually stepped outside of your comfort zone before you started something. And like most things that you start, you know, things evolve over time. So that's going to lead into what you're doing now. But let's let's talk about the comfort zone first. Where where specifically are you comfortable when it comes to communication and, and putting your thoughts and ideas out?
1: That's a good question. So what's interesting about that is I think that that changes actually, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, um, because today... I could tell you, um, you know, I am comfortable on, you know, doing stories on Instagram or I am comfortable in a, you know, reasonably sized group of people, mm-hmm. but that is because I went for a run today and did stadiums and I'm feeling good, right. Mm-hmm. And confident tomorrow, I might not be as comfortable in that same space, if that makes sense. So I think my comfort zone or comfort zone jo- zones in general change based on our mindset if that even makes sense
0: no i i think it does because i mean you know there are some days where we feel i think we feel really sure of ourselves and i think we have other times where it's like okay we want to feel sure of ourselves but we're not quite there and even the slightest thing outside of like what this very narrow comfort zone is is enough to kind of throw us off um i know so i'm I'm big on habits and routines. and I feel like when i when I'm in the groove with my morning and my evening and my afternoon routines, that makes things a little bit easier. However, I've liked to I have learned that it's good to figure out flexibility within that. So meaning if I've got stuff that I normally like to get done by nine o'clock, I like when there's a wrench in the plan somewhere where I have to use a little bit of critical thinking because at first, the first few times, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my day is not lining up in the exact order that I wish that it would. What am I going to do? But a few times you're like, okay, well, I did that one thing and I might have done it a couple hours later but it's still got done. Still like, yeah. Like I, there's, I don't have to be, you know, cause I, I think a lot of times we're like, Oh my gosh well, this is how I am. Like I I'm very linear. I have to do things in this order, but then when things go awry and we don't completely fall off, off the, the rails, we, we just kind of recalibrate, readjust and do what we need to do. I think that that helps with our confidence. Do you, are, are you like that where you can be flexible or do you prefer to have pretty much everything lined up in a certain way for you?
1: So honestly, I definitely, my nature is to have it all lined up and yeah. stick to the routine and absolutely like this, it's got to go this way. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, um, you know, I think that to your point, it builds, builds confidence when things go awry and you can still get it done, but it also is building discipline so that the next time things go awry, you're more likely to actually get it done. Right. Right. So there's definitely benefit in it where I prefer that things go as planned. Um, I, I do see the value in some flexibility.
0: Yeah, no, I and and I appreciate you um, you know, kind of going in in both directions on that because I, I think that's like that's how this that's how this 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 works is if you're going to yeah, because I mean, you hear the stuff on uh, you, you read the quotes, you see the stuff on social media, step out of your comfort zone regularly, or, your, you know, your true success, your true happiness is just outside of your comfort zone. You're like, okay, well, cool. How do I get there? Like, what do I yeah. what do I actually have to do with this? Now, um, for you, and, and you talked about going for a run. And I know running and fitness has played a huge part in the stuff that you've done previously. But you you have a fitness and a confidence movement that you're working on now, but that actually started like in the, the meetup days. So I'm, I'm thinking like a while ago, if we're talking like internet meetups, what, what, what's up with this? What was the original idea and how did it take shape?
1: Yeah. So gosh, I, I actually need to give it some thought and how many years ago it really started. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, so I honestly have struggled with weight my entire life. I was always the fat kid, if you will. And when I was a young adult, um, in my early twenties, when I had first moved to North Carolina, I had done the whole yo-yo dieting and, you know, no carbs and, you know, all of the things. And, um, finally I said, like, I can't do this. Right. Like anytime I go back to regular eating, I, um, gain weight back and more inches. Right. Um, cause that's how it works. And, yep. Um, So I decided uh, meetup was fairly new at the time and I decided that I would start a small weight loss support group where we would meet weekly and have a topic of discussion and accountability Mm -hmm. and uh, like a new recipe of the week and just really creating community and accountability And it was called Too Sexy for This Fat. Um, And so that is, um, so I did that for a long time. And then um, it was not necessarily fitness oriented. We did like a monthly walk um, at like different trails, et cetera, getting out and about. But from there, um, CrossFit was just starting and becoming a thing as well. And so we um, did a private boot camp for CrossFit and had such a good time that's why I fell in love with fitness to be honest Um, is it really just um, and what I loved about it is the at the time the intensity it made you feel like you could conquer the world after the after the workout like dang like you know sometimes um, you get on treadmill or you go to the gym and you get off you don't feel like oh dang I just beasted that you finish a CrossFit work CrossFit workout you're like or a stair stepper, even, yeah, you know, whatever that sure. looks like for you. For like, sure. you're like, oh my gosh, I just beasted that workout. Yeah. So, fell in love with boot camps. And then um, the culture changed a little bit, to be honest, as, as CrossFit blew up and um, just um, decided that I would start instructing boot camps myself. And so, I did a beta uh, class outside and it was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: at five o'clock in the morning. And um, so, I'm, a morning person by choice. And so, um, did that for a long time and then, um, ended up opening a fitness studio and called too sexy fitness. So keeping that, um, and just, you know, for you and for anyone listening, I feel like sexy has been part of my brand and still is part of my brand because it's not about like in this society, it's a lot of times sexy is provocative and, you know, scantily, you know, whatever that looks like for me. And what I believe sexy is, is how you feel about yourself and your confidence, your swagger. Yeah. So Sexy has definitely been part of my brand forever. And um, so did open the fitness studio, did that, brought in some instructors to do yoga and some different classes, and then um, got caught up in corporate America. And um, before that, I did um, some running uh, classes, running programs. So six week long uh, coaching programs there. Organized certified 5Ks um, for we did an annual 5K did that life changing for me definitely like from a perspective of just seeing people really conquer something that they didn't think they could from boot camps to running so that was good got caught up in corporate America. Um, closed the studio with the next vision in mind and yeah. um, then didn't do anything for a long time um, as it related to group fitness, did my own fitness, um, but did not um, do any like instruction or leading.
0: So, what now- you, so this is so this is interesting. You you closed the studio because you were taking your vision to something else like you had another thought as to where you wanted yes. to solve this to. OK, what was that thought? at that particular moment when you're like, I got to close this and move to the next thing. What was it?
1: So, I will say, I don't know if it necessary, it was probably a, a, a compilation of things, right? Getting caught, caught up in corporate America and not just having the same time, but also um, really seeing a bigger vision of running. Even at that point, like I knew from the time that I closed the studio many years ago, that Too Sexy Fitness, I had the logo redone to I Am Too Sexy movement. And uh, well, I Am Too Sexy. And then, you know, for a handle of movement, but um knew that many years ago that i wanted to focus on empowering women and and at the time not even just women co-ed at the time my vision was reaching men and women because men can be sexy too um and um yeah and really just having a vision of not just running but also empowering people in in you know relationships and and finding your sexy and like the idea behind too sexy is that you are too good for whatever challenge life is throwing at you whether that's an unfulfilling job a hopeless relationship whatever that is the unwanted pounds you're you're too sexy for it. like you are good enough and some to, to conquer those things
0: so and and this is okay so so two things one i like how you took a societal or something I, I whenever whenever we say well societal society standards we think of some faceless you know comments or or view of, of a certain word or people in this case, the word "sexy" and you're like, I see. This is where this is where I I really like people's visions because it's like you just kind of scratch your head. You're like, well, who decided this? Like, who decided that this is what the standard is? Oh no, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to decide, and then you put out messaging and and create an entire environment and community around it. I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I I think we need more of that because I think. I mean, some of these messages, man, they were like, they were thrown out a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago by the <laughs> stuffy, these, these stuffy white men ad uh, executives, and and we need to change a, a lot of that stuff. But the other part, and this is why, what I think we're going to get into, is you originally started this as a meetup, and I'm I'm judging by because uh, I, I remember when meetup first started, and you could go into a meetup for any and all things. Then when CrossFit started to get really, really big, I think we're talking about like 2010, 2011, probably. And then how all this evolved. And then you had this vision for something bigger than that, but things continue to evolve. So it's like, there's where you originally started this with the meetup. To where it is now and all these steps in between. But I wanted to, I I wanted to get into the hard stop of uh, like the hard vision of it right then and there. Because that's, you know, with it being enough for you to want to close your studio and move forward. That's a huge thing because so many people, the studio is is the pinnacle, even if they have a corporate job. They have a fitness studio. That's it. This is all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to have my own location but you wanted something bigger. So yeah, let's, let's continue. Let's, let's work through this where it was there and where it is now and where you're taking things.
1: Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So I think what a lot of people get hung up on, right. In, in vision or life or progression is to your, your point, like you, you get this and you achieve this and that's it. And now it's like, you know, You get burnt out or it's just like, you know, you want to do something different and you just don't because, well, you're comfortable there, right? Kind of, you know, what we're talking about, you you get comfortable, but I think I have a lot of thoughts around this whole concept, so let me just process it for a second because I think... um, Yeah, so first, I would say, you know, sometimes we look at like the closing of the studio, right, Mm -hmm. as a failure, like, okay, um, you know, or even not even just the closing of the studio, each progression of life or each progression of the business as, oh, I didn't actually, you know, accomplished a million dollars in the studio or i didn't actually run a full marathon or and so we look at that as failure instead Mm -hmm. of actually learning from what we needed to to get to the next level and so i think that's been probably one of the biggest things that has helped me is understanding that. Like, I don't look at any of it as failure. You, from the outside looking in, you might look at and say, oh, she closed the studio. You know, it must not have been doing well, right? Um, And for me, it was, it has been taking what I've learned from that era or part of life, even in my fitness journey, right? Not even just in business, but in my fitness journey as a whole, taking what I learned so that I can, you know, take, you know, take that next level up, if you will, um, in the next part of the journey. So I think really maximizing if, you know, you said societal words, right? Failure, if you will, and using that to my advantage moving forward and and using it to build confidence.
0: So I love this. I get to use your words against you. This is hilarious. This is wonderful. You mentioned (laughs) failure. If if the perception that society has on failure is incorrect, which it absolutely is, because mm-hmm. you can try a hundred things, 98 of them fl- fall flat, but you have two things that don't, your success. It doesn't matter how many times things didn't work out. And it's for the exact same thing that you said, which is, you know, you're you're learning and you're learning a process. And if we think about what failure which actually ties into our safe comfort zones. It's these things, these notions that we normally have before we start something or when we start something that that we think are like the absolute way something's gonna go. And you know from this process you work through. like none, nothing in life goes that way. Never. We, 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 it's, it's funny that we are, and we all are we're all so arrogant and our knowledge on the things that we've never done that we're like, Oh my gosh, I failed. No, you, you didn't fail. Like the journey. And, and this, this gets into like I, life is our journey. Everything else is just part of the journey. That's why when people say weight loss journey, I'm like, eh, not really. Your life is the journey. And I just get nitpicking anyway. But when we start thinking about this stuff, once you get comfortable with failing, then this whole thing of a comfort zone you start to lessen your grip on it. And then you start to realize like the way that you approach this is completely different than somebody else that, that started a meetup group that opened a studio that is now, you know, doing a movement. And the great thing is, is when we're taking on things like for me, self-confidence is the underlining thing of all this stuff. I want people comfortable in their own skin. I don't care yeah. what you look like. I want you comfortable. You want them sexy. Hands.
1: You want them to feel sexy.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but um, I, I got to watch because you'll trademark that and then I can't use it. But um, but no, I, we, you know we want the same thing. And I'm just like, that's what's really neat about the time that we live in is we can take these things that have been known as industry standards, societal standards, and put our own spin and resonate with people. And that's why like. And when that's what you start looking at your life as is like this big picture ambition that you're just moving along on, moving along. And then along the way, you're connecting with people, you're helping people, they're having you know, an impact. You. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're having an impact. You're building a legacy essentially. And it's just funny because then when you bring it back to the stuff of not, of stepping out of our comfort zones, I, I really wanted to get into your, your backstory on all this because when it comes to people starting things in the health and fitness space, you've done it. I mean, you have, but the fact that you're somebody that you're, you're moving into this next area and you're still like, oh my gosh, how can I do this? It's it's knowing the logical part of this because if you if I came to you and said, Megan, I'm really having trouble getting out of my comfort zone with whatever it is, what you would tell me is you're not gonna fail. Continue to move forward. You'll learn from everything that happens. Just keep going. Take action. Yeah. Take action. But it ends up being a different conversation in our head, which is what, which is what you're talking about. So.
1: And I just want to also say in that, like, you know, so we've talked about like where it's progressed and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. overcoming and you know, progressing and learning and doing right, yes. But I want to be very clear that that has not come easily, right? That no. just, it's not like just said, Oh, okay, now, now we're closing and now we're going on to the next step. It's really to your point of confidence, it has really taken a lot a lot of even tears, right, and a lot of work and, um, you know, creating systems, learning about myself and, um, you know, finding a safe space for me to um, process it all, Um, you know, like, so I think it's also important to, you know, for, for you and for the listeners to know that, you know, like, okay, yeah, great. So 12 years ago or 14 years ago started and here we are today and we're still progressing and learning. But man, it, it has not been easily mentally and from from a confidence perspective either.
0: So, when you're having the confidence conversation with yourself, where is it that you think you need to get to before you like what's what's your expectation that you have of yourself?
1: What do you mean? Like to get so, me to
0: take action or? Yeah, well, I mean, like when we're talking about taking action right now.
1: Mm-hmm. So like,
0: I, I, it sounds like in your head and I totally get this, like you've got all this stuff that you've done over the, over the years, you've gotten to this point, but there's this stuff that you're trying, that you're working on getting into now, where, where is the disconnect? What do you think you need to have or do before you can be comfortable with this next step that you're taking?
1: I think that's the same from here for here, and it's the same consistent concept all the way through all of the journey, is mm-hmm. really just making making the choice to do it, right? Because it, it doesn't get comfortable. You don't get comfortable without actually doing it with consistency. It's not like, okay, hey, I'm on a podcast, all of a sudden, hey, you know, I'm gonna feel comfortable doing all the podcasts. No, it's gonna, it's probably gonna take maybe. 20 more, right? Before I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do podcasting. This is my thing. Oh, you know, so, or, you know, even fitness, right? The same works for fitness. You don't go to the gym one time. You don't go on a run one time and say, Oh yeah, fitness is my thing. This is my new, my new everything. It it actually just makes takes making that conscious decision to say, I'm going to show up anyways. And whether that's in fitness or in a podcast, right. Or wherever it is. And so I feel like, I don't know if there's anything that will, it's set forward, taking action and making a conscious decision Mm -hmm. and being aware of my thoughts and making sure that I'm changing because it's, it's unrealistic and I don't, maybe you can share your experience on this even, but I definitely battle with negative thoughts even still, right? Like we can say confidence, but the negative thoughts still come in. It's just me making that conscious decision to change them so that I can progress forward.
0: Yeah. So I think a couple of things, one for anybody that's listening, just know, no matter how much you do, there's always going to be that fear there. Um, so yeah, it does not 100% go away and you're, you're right about the negative thoughts and the insecurities. They don't 100% go away either. And I think, and and this is what I tell people, whether it's somebody that I'm talking to on a podcast, somebody that I'm working with. Um, and I tell myself this, the same thing is the goal is not to get rid of those insecurities because they're never going to go away. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how much money you spend on retreats, on Therapy. content. Yeah, it, it, like you you can get, you can buy that brand new laptop. It's you're, That's not going to take away the insecurity. You can buy all the new gear you want. It's not going to take away the insecurity. What you're trying to do is have enough logic in your brain to realize that, that, that those insecurities aren't true statements so that in the hopes in the moment, most of the time, you're going to choose logic over your emotions, but the emotions aren't, they're never right. going to 100% go away. I, I yep. think that's, that. that's what I try to do. But I mean, again, I think, you know, being honest on what the process of that is, is actually like, and, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just going through life and figuring things out. I mean, I have a very similar thing from when I started while left to where I am right now with it. It was something completely different starting as a group fitness class. And then it was, it was moving along. And, you know, I worked in a studio in a couple studios uh, for a little bit. And that was when I got my personal training certification, that was the thing I wanted to work in the boutique studios. And I did that and I'm like, okay, cool. I've done this now. What? So, and then, so yeah, things, things evolve There's always this thing of thinking, you know, uh, of dealing with imposter syndrome. Like, am I really that person? Yes, you are. You are as much that person as anybody else. Uh, There is no magic pill to make you believe that 24-7. But if, like you're saying, if you continue to show up and you continue to practice and do things, um, it does get better. And I think sometimes, like, it does take most of the anxiousness away not all of it because it's always still kind of there but depending on what it is I, I think you can get fairly comfortable with it so but yeah
1: I agree yeah yeah I definitely agree <laughs> that I don't know if like comfortability I would say but I think it just um to to your point it's it's not like up until you take action the anxiety is there but once you take action it is kind of at least in my experience where okay you know the nerves die down a little bit and and it you know so the first time going to the gym you know it's really anxious the second time it's maybe you know 90 percent anxious you know and, and lessens each time um maybe. i would
0: say most times the way you feel after you take action on something is a lot better than what you thought going into it going into it you think everything is going to go wrong and after the fact you're kind of like oh shit i can't do that um and you feel so, proud
1: of yourself yeah like for showing up not necessarily exactly. like sometimes it's not even necessarily the job that you did but for right. me I, I just feel proud of the self, of myself for actually showing up and doing it anyways
0: so what is your, and, and this will get into kind of the fitness stuff in a little bit, but like, I, I know discipline is a big thing for you. Like, how do you define discipline? Because everybody seems to define this a little bit differently too.
1: Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like really deeply thought of how I define discipline. So I feel like Discipline, if I off the top of my head, without giving it some deep thought, I would say it's showing up for what I said I was gonna do.
0: I I I'm in a similar camp. I think a lot of times, um, you know, I I think it's glamour. I, I think it's it's very much glamorized where you are, you know, the grit you're pushing through, you're doing hard things, something people say a lot is we'll just be 1% better every day. That works for a while, but then you're like, I'm at a hundred percent. What am I supposed to do? Like, so then I, what I think discipline is is continuing to show up and doing the things that are within your capabilities. When, even when you don't feel like doing them and it's like, it's doing the things when nobody's watching and just, again, it's it's because we hear all the time, you know, the people that are super successful in whatever field, they don't cut corners. They're very detail focused. They're able to do the stuff that we were talking about before where they're very structured. But, you know, if something goes out of uh, happens, that's out of the ordinary, they're able to make adjustments. And I think you figure out how to do that when you're showing up and, and just, you know, just, just showing up and doing the thing. So I know sometimes people are like, Oh, you can't just say that showing up is half the battle, but I, I think honestly, it is a lot. Discipline is a lot more close. It's closer to just showing up and taking action versus, you know, doing super hardcore things day after day and being, you know, better each and every day. It's my thought. anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like what you said about um doing it when nobody's watching. Uh, because I think that is where discipline is developed, mm-hmm. um, you know, self-discipline is developed. And I think of at least in, in one specific area, I run stadiums, you know, go through phases, probably, you know, I take a couple of months off in the winter from running stadiums. And now that spring is here, I'm getting back to it. But yeah. so many people always say, Oh, you know, I want to go to the stadiums with you and, you know, they'll come one or two times, but um, it's interesting because I, I don't, actively invite people to go to the stadiums with me because I feel better when I'm doing and showing up for myself like oh I I chose to show up and I did and it's hard and I didn't do it for the other person who said they wanted to go with me so I really like what you said about really you know doing it when nobody's watching because I think that's where discipline is
0: developed well and I think that's also um that's where people gain influence that's where you're showing leadership because you're just you're just doing the stuff and you get you do get to a point even though if you're nervous inside on the outside you're very calm you're collected you're doing the thing and i think in the world we live in right now um, i mean you know because so much is about social media and people are are trying to influence and they're trying to lead and they want their words to be taken seriously I think that's what it comes down to is it's like, you know, I I, if you're gonna we're talking influence, but I think it ties into respect. The people that you respect are never those that demanded you respect them. It's the people that show up, they do their thing, and they just you know earned it. Yeah, they earn it and people naturally follow them. So I agree. So with that. Megan we will go ahead and wrap up this con- this particular conversation now again if you guys are not connected with her on Instagram I do have her profile linked up in the show notes but uh but yeah a little bit of a different conversation than what we were going to originally have but uh, I'm I'm glad we were able to get into to comfort zones I I think we had a really solid chat what do you think
1: I definitely agree. Thank you very much for this opportunity to chat with you and have a productive conversation. It definitely um, is not where we thought it were, where we said it was going to go, but I think it it was good and needed even for for me too. So it was great. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll talk again soon. Okay. All right. Toodles. All right.